I'm Cassandra. And I'm Bailey. And you're listening to Coffee, Spooks, and Murder. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, we are, <laughs> we're trying to catch up. We're trying. We're trying to catch up. <laughs> yes. So this is going to be Mini Mysteries 2. We should call them Volume 2. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, volume 2, yes. Yes. So our first yes. one, if you haven't haven't checked it out, it is our Bailey covered the um, haunted ships. Yes, ghost ships. Ghost ships, mm-hmm. yes. Good one. Go check it out if you can. And then I am going to be doing an interesting one today, too. Yes. So I hope you sit back, enjoy your coffee, and enjoy. Enjoy. Yes. <laughs> For this little mini mysteries, mm-hmm. I'm going to discuss nine haunted caves you can actually explore, but oh. you shouldn't. Yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Claustrophobia, here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it's very scary. But there's actually some really interesting ones in here. Mm-hmm. So I got this from ranker.com. Mm-hmm. So again, all our sources will be in our show notes. Um, and the first one I'm going to go over is the Cave Hotel at the Grand Canyon Caverns. Oh. So it's actually a, a hotel. It's really crazy. <laughs> If you do not know what the Grand Canyon is, <laughs> it is a large fucking area. It's a large canyon. It's a large canyon. It's pretty grand. Yes. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, it has a lot of um, you know, craters in there, little stuff that you can get lost in. Mm-hmm. So according to Google.com, Grand Canyon, <laughs> the Grand Canyon is located in Arizona, and it is a natural formation distinguished by layered bands of red rock, revealing millions of years of geological history and cross-section. Mm-hmm. Vast in scale, the canyon averages 10 miles across and a mile deep along its 277-mile length. Jesus. It's massive. Much of the area is a national park with a Colorado River white water rapids and sweeping vistas. So some of the areas in Grand Canyon, we'll put post pictures as well. It's super beautiful and you can get like amazing photos in it. Like you can literally walk at the bottom of the Grand Canyon and walk through like little, it's like almost like a labyrinth, but you have the red rocks. Like it's super beautiful, super gorgeous, and you can just walk through. But fair warning, it's also a location where you can get very lost. Yeah. Very quickly. Would you ever take a vacation to the Grand Canyon? Oh, hell no. No? It's hot there. <laughs> I would not. No, first and foremost, um, I think it would be a really nice sight to see because mm-hmm. if you are driving through Arizona, you can literally like drive at the very, like there's a point where you can drive, mm-hmm. park your car and just look over the yeah. Grand Canyon and you just see the top area looking down. It's really cool, mm-hmm. but to actually park, because it's also a national park, right? So you can literally go down where an entrance is to go into the Grand Canyon, park your car, and, like, do trails, do okay. hikes, go look at the, you know, they do whitewater rafting in there, too. So you can, you know, you can do your exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just be very fearful of being lost or taking the wrong turn or feeling adventurous and going into caves because they do have caves, a lot of caves in the Grand Canyon. 
I just, every time I think of the Grand Canyon, I think of Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a really good movie. I like that movie. <laughs> Joe Dierte. Joe Dierte. <laughs> um, it's, it's really good, but yeah. Okay, yeah. I've just never, like, you know, you see in movies, people are like, we have to go to the Grand Canyon, or it's yeah. on their bucket list. I don't know. I think... I took a, a first-year geology course at university, mm-hmm. and it just turned me off from rocks. Like <laughs> You're like, I've seen it all. I have yeah. seen one, seen it all. I've Don't seen need to see more. PowerPoint on this, and I'm <laughs> good. You know, I'll stick to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of, um, a lot of our like um, unknown species, organisms, all that stuff, have been found yeah. in the Grand Canyon because it's just massive amounts of rocks and there's these craters where they just fall and you just see the imprints of some of the organisms that used to live there. It's really, it's actually a very interesting place. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, like, I think you can even camp around there. Probably. But I would be terrified because there is some stories about the Grand Canyon that would terrify well, it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Um, just not knowing what's actually in there and on, in these caves. Oh, you think there's some like ancient beast? In the Possibly. Walls, so. <laughs> you never know. So I'm going to talk to you about the cave hotel. So this is one hotel, and we will post a picture of it too because it's literally in the actual cave. What? Okay, I would stay there. 100%. This is literally a hotel in a cave. It's literally in a cave. <laughs> it is the cave. Yes. <laughs> so, as uh, quoted from Ranker.com, it's no secret that the Grand Canyon's nooks and crannies have long been subjects of haunting rumors. The fact that someone created a cave hotel in such a place is equally is equal parts awesome and terrifying. While there's evidence these caverns may have been discovered by members of the, sorry if I butcher this, Hualapai tribe a decade earlier, the official discovery is credited to Walter Peck in 1927. Obviously, Peck wasn't the first to stumble upon the cave system as he found the remains of two brothers who fell to the flu. Both Brothers and even Peck himself are among the ghostly apparitions visitors claim to see at the cave hotel. Another source of paranormal activity in the cabin hotel is former manager Gary Ringsby, who took his life in what's known as the bunkhouse back in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. Those brave enough to sleep in the hotel suites have reported the distant sound of Native American chanting and shadowy figures along Uh, dancing along the rocks. Other claims include whispering sounds, the elevator door opening and closing without cause, and the image of a person dangling from the top of the cavern. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tours of the cavern, uh, cavern are available, and those who dare can book the cave suite to spend the night with sub, uh, sub subterranean specters. See, I wouldn't be scared of the ghosts. I'd be scared of, like, an earthquake causing right? the, the hotel to collapse. Like, that would be... And you're trapped inside. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. would be scary. And, like, and obviously, you know, sound travels in oh, caves. Yeah. yeah. So, like, to hear a rock fall and then, like, you're sleeping in the middle of the night and then all of a sudden you hear, like, rocks falling and you're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. Who's there? 
Right? And that could even explain some ghostly stuff. Like, yeah. It's pretty scary. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> None of these caves I'd be able to go and see. Like, maybe if I was with a large crowd. Mm-hmm. But then I'd be, like, on mommy mode. And I'd be, like, putting all of us on, like, those strings, like, um, kindergartens have. Oh, yeah. Like, a leash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just be, like, everyone grab a hoop. No one let go. We're tied around your waist. It's, you can get lost in there. So number two is the Hellfire Caves. So also known as the West Wycombe Caves, England's Hellfire Caves form a network of chalk and flint caverns extending a quarter of a mile underground. The caves were uh, excavated by uh, Francis Dashwood in the mid-1700s. Dashwood was also the co-founder of the Hellfire Club, a secret society said to have held meetings in the caves. So I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. I do. Yes, the Hellfire Club. <laughs> yes, that is um, part. That's um, so I don't know if these two go hand in hand, but because there was like a theory that Stranger Things is based off of an actual oh. thing that happened in history, like with doing experiments on kids and stuff. Yeah, and the Hellfire Club. Um, because they were Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if everyone has seen Stranger Things, but in the latest season, Dungeons and Dragons is, plays a big part in this, mm-hmm. and they were accused of witchcraft and all that stuff and Satan's work and whatever. Satan's, yeah, yeah. So thought that was pretty interesting. As soon as I read Hellfire Case, it's like, oh, yeah. Stranger Things, because I just finished watching the season. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, part two comes out July first. Oh. Get on your Netflix. It's so exciting. (laughs) Members were all politically and socially influential throughout the 18th century. The group's reputation is steeped in tales of dark rituals, debauchery, and devil worship. While the Hellfire Club dissolved by 1766, it's believed that the ghosts of its members still linger. The caves began operating as a tourist attraction back in 1951, and visitors routinely report strange echoes and mysterious apparitions that appear and disappear in front of them. The reported activity is so frequent that the travel channels of Ghost Adventures and sci-fi channels Ghost Hunters have conducted their own paranormal investigations. The caves can be toured for anyone looking to capture evidence of their own. We gotta go. We're going. We gotta get a get a get a uh, plane ticket, and we're leaving. I mean, if you were to run into any type of ghost, it would be devil worshiping, <laughs> secret society <laughs> ghosts. Like, Just you know, go hard. Yeah, right. It's like, what are you waiting for? Um, third is the moaning cavern. Ooh, mm-hmm. gross. As right and it's weird. <laughs> Could you imagine just going in here? You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Who is there? <laughs> As one could guess, the Moaning Cavern in Vallecito, California, is named after the creepy moaning sound air makes within the cavern. Mm. So with all the air that goes through, it makes those noises. Oh, cave farts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> In addition to mournful wailing, witnesses have also heard echoes of what sounds like a hammer knocking up against rocks. Mm -hmm. Because of this, the Moaning Cavern is thought by some to be the home of mythical leprechaun-like creatures known as Tommyknockers. We'll post a picture of them, those guys, too. pictures of them? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll show you. Some believe these mischievous cave dwellers are the spirits of those who perish in cave-ins and 
that their knocking warns off imminent collapses. Others say that their uh, others say that their spirits, whose knocking actually causes cave-ins. Other claim uh, others claim the cave is haunted not by Tommyknockers, but by prehistoric people whose remains were discovered at the bottom of the cave. Three other ghostly apparitions are gold miners that uh, fell into caverns. Allegedly, a prehistoric, a prehistoric saber-toothed tiger also plummeted through the cave's opening, and some witnesses claim to have seen the beast ghost staring at them. One of its large fangs is noticeably chipped, which locals speculate happened in the fall that finished this spectacular tiger known as Chip. Various tours are available, including public walking tours and tours that include gold panning or geode cracking. This one here... I have heard a story about this one, and I will cover it when we do spooks. Okay. But this is kind of just scratching the little surface of it. Um, the fourth one, we're on number four? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Number four is the Bell Witch Cave. Ooh, yeah. Yes. So according to the legend of the Bell Witch, in 1804, a farmer named John Bell moved his wife and kids to a farm along the Red River in northern Robertson County. The property also included a cave, which became known as the Bell Witch Cave, believed to be haunted by the spirit of a witch named Kate, ba- Kate Batts, who felt that she was cheated by the bells in the land purchase. Strange animal sightings began in the summer of 1817. Late at night, the family would hear strange noises such as knocking on the door and all along the walls outside the house. At one point, the noises made their way inside the home and also included gnawing, choking, and dragging sounds. (gasps) Vicious incidents by an unseen force plagued Betsy, the youngest Bell daughter who suffered scratches, hair pulling, and physical beatings. John himself was prone to choking fits and illnesses until he finally passed in 1820. Once John passed and Betsy called off her engagement, the witch apparently felt her vengeful work was done and returned home to the cave for years. She returned to the home in 1828, allegedly speaking to John Bell Jr. and promising to return 107 years later. Considering all the paranormal activity locals reported near the witch cave and even throughout the town in the interim, however, many believe she never left. Anyone who wishes to take a peek inside the Bell Witch Cave or the replica of the old Bell Cabin can do so via a variety of official tours during the day or night. Okay, wait. It was 1827 that he returned, that the witch returned back to his son? Yeah. So that would be 1927, 28, 29, 30. Okay, so 1934, it already happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she returned? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is the Mammoth Cave. Ooh. So horror author H.P. Lovecraft's story, The Beast in the Cave, was inspired by this famously creepy Kentucky cave system. Mammoth Cave is a massive is as massive as its namesake implies. In fact, it may very well be the largest haunted cave in the United States with about 400 miles of explored area. Wow. Much of the cave's expanse remains unseen, however. Evidence suggests prehistoric people began mining the cave as far back as 4,000 years ago and eventually used it to bury their dead. Mm. This went on for 2,000 years before they abruptly abandoned the cave. 
Whatever caused them to flee remains unknown, but it might have something to do with the plethora of ghost sightings that have occurred over subsequent years. After the War of 1812, the caves were sold off to mine salt, salt pit, saltpeter, and enslaved people were sent to work and die in the caves. Apparitions of deceased enslaved people are often reported. In 1839, a cave section was converted into a makeshift tuberculosis. 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 Tubular. Tuberculosis. It's late, guys. It's yeah. past my bedtime. TB village <laughs> doctor who believed the purity of the cave's air would fight infection and purify patients' lungs. Oh, I just want to say, if you're dying of a horrible disease of tuberculosis... Tuberculosis, yeah. (laughs) It makes no sense to, yeah, just go stay in this cave. Yeah, you know, where there's, like, mold and salt and it's cold and... Yeah, exactly. Cold and wet and moist and... That's where you're going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a lung disease, like, oh, yeah, just breathe in that moist (laughs) air. That dense air that's in there. (laughs) No. Covered in bat poo walls. Uh, 1800, the doctor, the the medical science back then was pretty, pretty (laughs) impressive. Just bleed it out. You're fine. Walk it off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Many perish inside Mammoth, however, and are believed to still haunt it to this very day. Oh, excuse me. The National Park Service has an exhaustive selection of mammoth cave tours to suit any inclination. Mm. So this other one, so this is number six? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Okay. Chillhurst Caves. The Chillhurst Caves in the United Kingdom are human-made mines that may very well be home to many spirits. The first record of this cave system dates back to 1250... And the 22-mile network is thought to be the work of generations of Druids, Romans, and Saxons. Tour guides highlight the supposed Druid altars and the chilling but um, apocryphal and the chilling but tales <laughs> surrounding the caves involving both ritual sacrifices and cold-blooded slayings. The sound of screams, murmurs, children giggling. <laughs> And footsteps can be heard echoing from deep within the labyrinth. It's not just ancient ghosts either. During the Blitz in World War II, over 5,000 Londoners took refuge in the caves at night. Naturally, modern locals report that those who lost their lives in the caves still haunt the tunnels. For those who wish to see for themselves, paid tours lasting under an hour are available. Under an hour, paid. That's it. They make that clear. I can just imagine, like, the murmurs... It was like walking down like, you're a bitch. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah. Go back home. Who is murmuring that? Like, what a weird word, but... Like, right? He's yeah. a murmur. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. The Cave of Sybil. Cultures across the globe have held the belief that various natural formations can be gateways into the underworld. One of the oldest known entrances to hell is in the ancient Greek settlement of Cumae, near what is now Naples. It's known as the Cave of Sybil, and apparently even birds won't fly over it. According to legend, the oracle of the ancient priestesses, 
Sybil, guards this gateway and guides travelers on their descent into Hades. For a diabolical doorway, Sybil's Cave is a surprisingly well-reviewed tourist destination. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Makes sense. Right? Yeah. Number eight, the Wabasha Street Caves. This quirky little place may look like a normal building on the outside, but it's really a series of human-made cave in disguise. St. Paul, Minnesota is home to the Wabasha Street Caves, built into sandstone caves along the Mississippi River. The caves were bored to mine silica and have served many purposes since acting as a speakeasy and a gangster hideout. Three gangsters were gunned down here in the early 1930s and can still be spotted lurking around inside the caves today. The ghostly sightings have leaked out of the caves and into an adjoining cafe where staff and customers have claimed to see the apparitions of a woman sitting at the bar with a man in a Panama hat. Anyone who wants to catch a glimpse of gangster ghosts can tour the cave for eight dollars. I don't think ghosts are allowed to do that. They're not allowed to just leave the <laughs> cave. Like, oh, like, you know, like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I want to go for a coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit in the cafe. <laughs> no doubt. Like, hey man, did you hear they built a cafe next to the haunted cave? Let's go. Yeah. Like, like, Screw this place. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, robbers' cave number nine. Robbers Cave of Lincoln, Nebraska was once known as Pahuk Bluff and served as a sacred meeting spot for the Pawnee Indians. The cave system beneath the bluff was where the Pawnee taught many traditional practices such as healing, animal powers, and the medicinal and magical value of plants and roots. Nowadays, locals claim to hear the sounds of beating drums and chanting as if the rituals are still being performed by ghosts. There have also been reports of screams and moans emanating. (laughs) I was like, damn. (laughs) Say that word for me, Bailey. Wait, emulating? Emanating? Oh, emanating? Okay. There have also been reports of screams and moans emanating from the cave. (laughs) The elaborate uh, cave system was sealed for years but can now be toured by the public. Okay. And that, my friends, is a fast Bonus, what is it? Mini Mysteries? Mini Mystery Episode. Volume 2 Caves, nine of them, (laughs) that are, that you can explore, but you shouldn't. Exactly. Because you'll see some shit. (laughs) Okay, have you ever been, like, cave exploring? No. No? Uh, no. It's creepy as hell. Well, it's dark. It's it's dark, so you have a flashlight. It's wet. It's slippery. No. It smells. No. And there's spiders. No. But have you like seen those stories of like people who, you know, get stuck, cave like diving? No, never. And okay, so this is a creepy story to end it on, but. Ooh. Okay. There, I gotta walk to my car after this. Uh. <laughs> there, there is this. Uh, I gotta look up the name real quick, but he he went in there and he went head first Ooh. Um, into a very tight space, Ooh. and he became stuck. <sighs> and the way his body was positioned, they could not pull him out. Oh no! And he died, and his body is still there. I, did we talk about this? Uh, me or did I hear? 
about this. Was this like about the, oh no, this was about a diver's dad who went down into the water and he never came back up and they didn't know why he died. Oh, I think this is no, It's the Nutty Putty. Yeah, it is. So it's John Jones. Um, he died 28 hours after he became stuck upside down in the Nutty Putty Cave, <sighs> a popular spelunking site in Salt Lake City. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People who go cave, like, exploring and, like, have the little light on the top of their head. Yeah. So not only are you going into the unknown, mm -hmm. but you can find bugs that are undiscovered because there are creatures that like mm -hmm. to stay hidden and don't like the light and they like the damp and cold, nasty mm -hmm. caves. But you don't know what kind of creatures are out there either. Yeah. Like... Who, exactly. what, where, what, why? <laughs> you know, like, what is that show where it's, like, the cave people, and they they adapted to, like, underground life? Oh, no, I don't So, like, don't they know. turn all, like, white and pasty, and yes. their eyes are blue because they adapted to the dark light. And, yes, like, that's, like the, that's like the children under the stairs. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, why would you want to do that? Oh, my God. I don't know. But, like, yeah. it's, there's certain things, like, I'm sure we can find a lot, like, this is a mini mm -hmm. mystery episode, yes. but I'm sure if we were to indulge into some more stories, maybe some Yelp reviews, we will see how creepy it can be, because, like, you know, mm -hmm. this, like, this cave, me, like, when I was looking at the article for this, for the caves, it reminded me of the Paris Catacombs. Yeah. Because that's another thing too, right? It's like, how mm -hmm. far do you go? And then all of a sudden you're lost and you're exactly. in a mystery, right? Yeah. And that's like when you go cave exploring and you don't know where you're going. Yeah. And like, how do you find your way back? Exactly. Like. Exactly. Or if you, you go somewhere, you know, kind of tight. Because that's what they say is like, it's better to go feet forward. Yeah. When you're going somewhere. But when you're going feet forward, all of your clothes get pushed up yeah and it can cause suffocation that's why some people go down they go upside down first. yeah um but that's scary to know that you're putting your head into somewhere in the dark mm -hmm. don't know what's going to come and scratch yeah. you you don't know what's going to come and grab you yeah. and people who cave explore kudos to you oh my god yeah please don't die <laughs> yeah because like what do you do like you gotta wait there till you lose some weight like oh i don't even know <laughs> and what if you're by yourself because oh. there are people who go by themselves yeah like it's scary and no. a lot of people do the caves where it's like in the amazon forest mm -hmm. and there's still tribes who have not been found have you heard about this yeah yes yeah. and so if you're found and you're trying just exploring and like what if you like okay let me put you in a scenario. You go, like, in the Amazon forest. Mm -hmm. There's caves or whatever. Mm -hmm. You go into a cave. You come out another way. You're all by yourself. You get lost in the forest. And then all of a sudden you come along the tribe. <coughs> and they fucking eat you. <laughs> like, to have no fear and go into the unknown amazes me. Yeah. No. I have no... I My lady balls are not big enough for me to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, do you watch the show I Survived? Um, I've watched a few episodes, like, a long time ago. There is always, like, every season has the episode where it's like, yeah, me and my boyfriend were in Brazil, and we just wanted to go for a walk. Oh, and my God. 
And like all of a sudden it was six hours later and we had no no idea where we're going, so we just went north. It's like what if there's nothing north? Like Yeah, know? what if you're going further deep into getting the jungle? Lost? Yeah. Like like Brazil yeah. has the is it Brazil that has a giant Amazon forest? Or the Amazon? I keep saying Amazon Forest. It's not Amazon Forest, guys. It's Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say... Probably all those places. Yeah, it's... And I don't know. But, like, there's still some discoveries out there. Like, it's it's insane. I can't. I can't even fathom my head around it. Yeah, well, what they said, what, like, a lot of the stories say is that people will be on these trails and they'll continue on without realizing that they're on, like, a a well-used animal trail. Yeah. And then you just get denser and denser into the forest. Yeah. And all of a sudden you lose your trail because there exactly. was, never was a trail. It was like, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I couldn't imagine getting lost in like, um, like a, a, a foreign country where you don't speak the language. Exactly. And maybe they don't have like a search and rescue. Right. You know, department like we do. Just like panic sets in. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I wouldn't be able to ever do that. Like I get nervous going I wouldn't say off trail, but like in Banff, there's a lot of trails that you can do. And obviously, (laughs) you know, the trails that they have there and there's a lot of people who make their own trails. And so not only do you have to fear for like bears and cougars and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you also have to be really careful without, you know, being actually lost. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can get lost in those mountains. And as soon as that nightfall hits, it's very cold in those mountains. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're by yourself and you're just like, I don't know where to go. Oh my god. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just wrap this up. So thanks for listening to a mini mysteries volume yes, two volume caves. Two. Um check out our ghost ship. Yeah. Really good one. Yeah. I liked it all. They're just they're gonna keep getting better. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for listening. Yes, thanks for listening and and we will see you for the next round of episode sixteen, which will be true crime. Yep. And we're so excited. We're so excited. We're back, bitches. Yes. <laughs> Bye. We're not going anywhere. No. Bye. Said, no. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Coffee Spooks and Murder. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at Coffee Spooks and Murder. Our Twitter at CSM underscore podcast. And we want to hear from you too. Send us your tales and suggestions to our email at coffee spooks and murder at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye.